Happy Friday and welcome to the internet's most honest show about plastic surgery, health and beauty. We got an awesome show today. First off, do sleep medication increase your risk of dementia? We're going to look at a new study. Next, is Halo Skin Laser the best laser for your face? We're going to discuss that. Lastly, we got some segment updates on Madonna and ChatGPT, our new AI overlord. Buckle up, it's happening right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so glad you're watching. Please give us a like and subscribe if you like it and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. And with me as always, co-host Sarah Bennett. Hi. In the box, back this week, Travis. Good to I see am. you, man. I am. Good to see y'all. Good to yeah. see y'all. How is everything? You doing good? Yeah, doing good. Cannot All complain. Right. All right. Right on. So... All right, now, Sarah, you just let out of the bag. You got a big thing happening tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, at 6 o'clock, I have to do a, a competition for CrossFit. It's the CrossFit Open. So that's like, so, is that like a year, a annual event? Yeah, it's event? like once a year. And okay. you can enter your scores into the internet to, to the CrossFit.com. Okay. But I'm not that serious. Um, so when you do this, like, are you looking to, like, win? Or are you looking just, like, I'm competing? No, I'm not looking to win. You're not looking to but win. But individually cool, at our at our at our gym, I was about to call it a store. It's <laughs> kind of a um, individually at our gym, we have teams, so we just separated oh. just team black and team red. Okay, so like, so, so it's that you add up all the scores for the team. I mean, so there is some like you know, there's some competition here, right? Like, yeah, I, I always say that I'm like, ah, I don't care. But like, whenever it's happening, I'm yeah, like, you're like serious about it. You will die <laughs> if you don't get this. You better last roll that rep. tire harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Give me so some more burpees. I'm like, this is how like about it I am. Like, I barely remember what the um, workouts are, but I know it's a burpees. Uh huh. A burpee pull up. So you do a burpee and then you jump to the jump bar and, do a pull and up. then you do a pull up and you yeah. do that. I saw you. I saw some of your videos of you doing that. I think. Yeah, I do a lot. I put a lot of videos out there of yeah. CrossFit, but yeah, I love CrossFit. I think it's uh, just a really good. Uh, I don't think I. I, I think I've told you this before. Like me and my wife actually did CrossFit for a while when we moved to the Metroplex, mm -hmm. and we had this really great CrossFit group. But it was kind of like good and bad because we were like friends with everybody so we would go and do these crossfit workouts and they'd be like okay let's go to chewy's and eat mexican food and drink margaritas we're like oh we just worked out i mean that uh, crossfit is very much like that yeah did it's you like guys do that hard, too play hard yeah i felt like so. i was like negating all the hard work that i did oh yeah for sure you definitely i would say you'd have to have at least one cheat day yeah, I think at least one. Yeah, at least one cheat meal or a complete or a complete day. I like to do a, a complete day. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like the good thing though about CrossFit is like a community. It is, way. yeah, you know right. I mean, because I mean, like she's talking about these things, like, oh yeah, I remember like the burpee pull-ups and like I remember like the group that we hung out with, yeah. and I would love to do it again. It's just, I mean, time honestly is the thing right yeah. now. Like you know, kids and work and podcasts. Yeah. I'd have to like. <laughs> I, I think I'd have to sedate it. my wife to get her back up to the CrossFit. <laughs> like, I don't think she would be up for that anymore. Yeah, she, it used to be really hard for me to get there, like, uh, four times a week. But now it's like, if you I You probably look forward to it, right? Yeah, it's like you're like, go, it's like your friend group and stuff. Yeah, yeah all yeah, my totally. friends are there. And if I don't yeah. go, I feel like I'm 
Like I didn't do, now do what I was supposed to do Were those people, a lot of them your friends before you started going or did they become your friends since you've been yeah, there? Yeah, I met my boyfriend there. Nick? Yeah. Yeah, I like Nick. Nick and I are cool. What's up, Nick? Are you watching? <laughs> he's at work, but oh, he's working. Maybe. Nick's cool. <laughs> maybe later we'll yeah. watch it. Yeah, right on. So awesome. Well, good luck tonight. We, we need a full report next week. Like, are you yeah. gonna put some videos up of like you know you? Um, I probably will on Instagram and All right, stuff. I'll be looking for those. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I never. I don't think I did any CrossFit competitions. I did do. I got into doing triathlons for a while. Yeah. Like back when I was like really like in shape, and I actually really enjoyed that and. Like a really kind of just really brief funny story. Like the first one I ever did, um, you know, triathlon, swimming, biking, running, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the time I was a really good athlete. Like, I mean, I was in great shape. I mean, I was actually a pretty big athlete in high school and college and all that. And this, this was a little bit after, but I was still in good shape. And so I'd never done a triathlon before, right? And so it wasn't a long swim. This was a sprint try, so pretty short. And I think the swim was like a thousand meters or a mile or something. And uh, so, like, I get out to the place, you know, first triathlon, and um, I'm looking at the people around me, and I'm thinking, man, I, I really feel like I'm in good shape, just comparatively. I know it's like, you know, maybe not the right thing to say, but I was looking at my <laughs> physique, and I was looking at them. I was like, oh man, I'm I'm in good shape here. Like, I, I think I'm gonna do good. So we start, and apparently everyone that was competing that day were like professional swimmers, because these people took off like like dolphins, like <laughs> like that. Oh my gosh. And I'm like crap, well, I mean, I'm as good a shape as these people. I can definitely keep up. So I, like, start really going at it with a swim. And, man, I got – and this is open water swim, not, like, in a pool. I got out there, and I, like – I didn't, like, panic, but I was like, holy crap. Like, I am really exhausted, exhausted and yeah. I'm now in the middle of the lake. And I actually had to kind of flip over on my back and, like, backstroke, you know, because that's, like, the least yeah. exertional swim to, like, kind of catch my breath. And in the meantime, like, the people were gone, like – I, and, and come to find out, like, there were a lot of, like, really good swimmers in that group. Because I finally, I made it okay. Actually, someone came out on a kayak, and they're like, dude, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to be all right. I think I'm good. Like, like yeah. I didn't need, Doesn't like, a life vest or anything. Just lay out in the middle of the yeah, lake no, no, I'm good. Like, I'm still in it. I'm not <laughs> quitting. So I made it back to shore, and then in the bike and the run, like, I was, like, seriously, like, second to last coming out of the water because I just exhausted myself. Yeah. You know, I should have just, like, hard. Yeah, <laughs> but like in the bike and the run, I just started crushing people because like yeah. once I caught my breath, like and then you know these people were not bikers and runners, so I ended yeah. up coming up like you know probably the top half. But like man, it, that first swim was it was an experience that yeah I, I I've wasn't never expecting. done a triathlon. I've done like a mud run. Oh, I used like to love doing those. Yeah, I love those too. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, do. we did. Um, oh man, what's the one that we did all the time? It's kind of like a really long obstacle like, course. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but there's like special like Tough Mudder and Spartan Run and uh, Jailbreak was one we did. A yeah, bunch I did of. one of those. I did like a backflip off of like one of those really tall, <laughs> they make you like jump off this really tall like <laughs> So you did a backflip? Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you broke your neck. Hey, but you water. didn't, right? Oh, it's into the water. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like backflipping off like an obstacle like onto the no, ground like, like I superhero I I style. I should have led with that. <laughs> but yeah, I did a backflip off of there. Right. It was fun. Cool. Well, I want to hear full report. All right, so let's move into our first segment. So we got a medical topic today because I do like to do some medical topics. And this is coming from an uh, article that I read this past week, and it involves sleep medications, mm -hmm. okay? And so it's an article that, that basically asked, you know, are sleep medications increasing the risk of dementia in people that are older? And um, the reason this study kind of even came up is that benzodiazepines, which would include things like Valium, Ativan, um, uh, there's a couple others that, that are in that class that are very commonly taken for, you know, anxiety and also yeah. as sleep aids have been found to have a link to people getting 
dementia as they get older. Okay. And so this study actually is a really powerful study. It came out of University of California, San Francisco, so UCSF, which is a very you know, well-respected institution. And it, it had a lot of patients. It actually looked at 3,000 patients over a course of 10 years, which, I mean, that's a pretty powerful study. And it, it did a couple of odd things. It, it, well, it did one really good thing, which it broke these people down into groups based on did they take sleep medications every once in a while? Did they take them, you know, more commonly or did they take them like frequently or daily? Right. And it also broke them down into two ethnic groups, white and black, which I thought was a little unusual that they didn't break it down into more. But I, I think there's a specific reason for that, which I'll get to towards the end. And so they looked at these patients over 10 years. And they, they want to see, okay, how many of these patients got dementia? And of those patients that got dementia, were they, you know, more likely to be in either one group or the other? Meaning, did they, you know, take lots of sleep meds or not? And, you know, were they more in the white or African-American? And so there was a couple things just right off the bat that was interesting. Uh, white patients were three times more likely to use sleep meds on a daily basis, um, which kind of makes sense. I mean, not to like... You know, categories white folk, but they, they do take a lot of like um, uh, medications for sleep. I've noticed that just in when I see patients come in mm -hmm. and I look at their medications, you see a lot of people that take things for sleep, whether it be like Ambien or, you know, Valium or yeah. like OTC stuff. And the other thing is that they were much, much more likely to use prescription medications like benzodiazepines versus the African-American group. So that was one interesting thing. And we'll kind of circle back around to what that what that means. But so of these patients, 20% uh, of them over the course of 10 years developed dementia because they were 70 and older. Okay. I, I don't think I mentioned that. So this is an older population, okay? We're not talking about 20-year-olds. Um, and so when they broke down the data, the white uh, patients who were in the group that took uh, sleep aids on a daily basis had a much, much higher risk of developing dementia. Okay. So there definitely was a link there. Now, what's interesting is in the African-American group, that did not hold true. Yeah. I'm interested it, to see what the, or if you know this, yeah. you can probably look it up, but um, the percentage of white people in their 70s that do have a risk of getting dementia, and then what's the percentage of that um, that take the they take the sleep meds. Like I want to see. I that would be interesting to see the percentages. Like if it's like only twenty percent of white people in their seventies mm -hmm. get dementia versus if you're a white person and you take right. So that's medicine, what this did, so and so it gives like you a number 50%. called yeah. It gives you a number called a relative risk. So I didn't write down the exact number. It was like one point eight. So like one would be like neutral. Okay. Right. So this one was like one point eight. So that's that's actually quite quite significant. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, what's interesting is in the African-American group, that didn't hold true. And I, I think that the reason for that is, as I said, uh, white people versus African-Americans are much more likely to take benzodiazepines. And I think that that's where the link is because mm -hmm. African-Americans do take some sleep aids. They don't take them as frequently as, 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 yeah. as white people do. Um, but they're less likely to take like the really kind of hard, you know, sedatives like like benzodiazepines, yeah. like Valium. And I think that that's why there was such a discrepancy in those two groups. And um, yeah, it was actually it was it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, I would say that this, you know, this study is not like a smoking gun. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like this isn't a study that says, oh, absolutely sleep medications are increase your risk of dementia and you should just absolutely not take them for yeah. the reason. Um, because, you know, the one thing that this study didn't do is it didn't break down what sleep medications the people were taking. Mm. You know, I, I think that you can kind of infer that based on, you know, the, the historical what people take based on race. Um, but it didn't specifically do that. So it does, you know, leave that that up yeah. for up for debate, right? Yeah. I wish that they had, you know, done that. But of course, the study was started probably 12 years ago because it was a 10-year study, and then there was two years of like, you know, crunching the data, writing the paper, and you know, getting it published and whatnot. Right. Um, but that would have been one thing that would have been nice was to actually break down, um, you know, what medications are these people taking? Yeah. But I, I would say that you know, if there was something you could take home from this, I would say that you know, this data does seem to indicate that benzodiazepines, so things like Valium, Adipin, uh, sorry, Ativan, Clonopin is the other one that's really okay. popular, probably do increase your risk of dementia as you age, which has been kind of linked in, in other studies. So if you're a person that's a little bit older, you know, say, you know, 60 or above, and you take these medications, if you take them frequently, it, it might be worth talking to your doctor about is there something else I could take like or something? Yeah. Like yeah. something OTC, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of drugs that people can take, you know, to help them sleep. Um, so it, it might be worth looking into because, you know, I, it seems like there's definitely a link there, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, not a smoking gun here. This isn't like a groundbreaking study. You know, it, there's a little bit too much question in it, yeah. like, but it, it does, it does show that there's, there's potentially a link. And so, yeah, I, I would talk to your doctor about it. And so, and then lastly, just like to be complete, I, I did want to kind of go over some of the tips that the CDC recommends for getting better sleep, okay. you know, because as we age, I mean, fortunately, this hasn't happened to me yet. I'm not quite in that, you know, in that age group where, uh, you know, You're not I'm not 70 I, and getting dementia yet? Not quite yet. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not quite. <laughs> Did you think I was? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you know, as we age, like it's really common to to have issues with sleeping, you know, yeah. issues like, um, you know, having less overall sleep, like you're waking up frequently, mm -hmm. you're waking up earlier in the morning, you can't right. go back to sleep, you get like less quality sleep. So like REM or rapid eye movement sleep is like your really good quality sleep. And yeah. as we age, you, you, you get less of that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you might need naps or you, you need more time falling asleep. And so, you know, these are common things that happen as we age. And there's certain things that you can do outside of medications, which can kind of make it easier for you to maintain a normal sleep pattern. So, so according to CDC, you, you want to be consistent. So a good thing to do is, you know, pick a time that's like, okay, I'm going to bed at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And stick to that and then also stick to a time that you wake up because your body gets into a rhythm of mm -hmm. doing that and it's easier for you to fall asleep and stay asleep when you're on kind of yeah. a cycle. I mean, that makes sense because when you get older, your schedule kind of doesn't exist. Like with my mom, yeah. like for a while, she was just like, I'd call her because she's retired and stuff. I'd be like, what are you doing? She's like, I've just been sitting on the couch doing nothing all day. And oh. then she would complain about like... Being That's like, yeah, and then she you would need like, to visit your mom more <laughs> for real. And then she would complain about uh, not being able to sleep at night. And I was like, because you didn't like do anything like productive right. the whole day. But I feel like that's what happens to a lot of older. Yeah, you definitely got to keep, you know, 
I, this wasn't on there, but I think keeping like yourself busy is helpful. It did yeah. mention exercise. Uh, it says really? that you know, exercise is, is during yeah. the day will will help you sleep. So, so my mom is in a dance class now. Oh, nice! How fun! So, oh, that's and awesome. She's doing, I think she's doing a yoga class too. Wow, good. So she's getting yeah. out there doing stuff. Yeah, awesome. I kind of you pushed her into doing that. Like you need a good daughter. Do things, mother. <laughs> so also, they said that you want to make sure your bedroom is quiet, comfortable, no distractions. It said yeah. remove electronics. Like, I mean, I don't think that they're worried about like electromagnetic waves or anything. But I think Light. more like alerting, you know, yeah. things beeping and going off at night. And then it said avoid large meals, caffeine, and alcohol close to bedtime. So obviously I've been doing things wrong because I think like a little shot of bourbon is probably the best like sleeping possible. So so don't do that. <laughs> That's actually, some whiskey. Yeah. So the CDC says no to that. Um, but no, in all seriousness, those are good tips for kind of maintaining a good uh, sleep schedule. And um, yeah, I've always had problems sleeping myself. Like I I'm kind of an insomniac, you know. I have trouble falling asleep. I kind of do too. Like I just feel like I'm wired like for like. 18 hours out of the day, yeah. you know, and like for maybe like four hours, I can like wind down. Also, too, I think like residency messed me up a little bit, you know, because I was used to like being up all night uh -huh. and like going without sleep. And it's like my body's like, oh, well, you know, you don't really need eight hours of sleep. I sit, I tend to stay up pretty late. Yeah, your body's figured it out. The lies. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah, right. But I don't know. I need to take the take this advice from CDC, apparently. That's one issue I've never had for whatever reason. Sleeping. Like, yeah, like yeah. anytime I like lay down to go to sleep. You're like out. I'm out of there. Like yeah. I'm done. <laughs> nice. I'm done. I am That's a light it. sleeper though. Like if oh, I hear you? like the slightest little, yeah. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> I'm like, I sleep like the dead. Well, cause I don't think I, cause I don't sleep very much. Like yeah. when I do sleep, I'm like a dead person. Like there could be like bombs going off, like dogs barking, you know, running around, cannons right. firing. I'm just like, <laughs> like yeah. my wife on the other hand, like if like the dog farts in the room, Four rooms over. Right. My wife's like, what's that? <laughs> what is that? I think that's all women. Is that all women? Yeah, that's especially women. when they have kids. Right? Oh, that's true. You have yeah. to be, yeah. yeah you Team be. light sleeper. Like if you hear, like, anything. <laughs> Team light sleeper. Yeah, if I was, like, in the caveman days, like, I would be dead really early because, like, I would just be, like, sleeping somewhere and, like, some, you know, dinosaur <laughs> would roll up and just eat me and I wouldn't even, like, know <laughs> I was dead. I'm surprised, like, I made You'd it. You'd be in you the know? clouds and be like, what did I miss? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, sleep. All right. Good. So uh, take home. If you are an older person, you take benzodiazepines, talk to your doctor. It may affect your risk of getting dementia as you age. So yeah. excellent. Okay. I want to talk about some aesthetic stuff now. And I'm talking about this because it's something I just did. And what I want to do is, so, all right. So first off, like we do lots of treatments in my office, right? Yeah. And like most of my wouldn't really be interested in like i'm not gonna like get like get a boob job I'm not gonna get my boobs done like i don't you know i don't have man boobs yet so i don't have to get those reduced quite yet uh you know i don't i don't take you don't do botox like i don't do fillers all that stuff although my my nurse has been like telling me i probably do for botox and i've been resisting but there's one thing i do in my office and i really do like it and that is the halo laser treatment okay. and so I'm, 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 I'm doing a segment, is Halo the best skin laser treatment? And so, now of course, if you go ask like a bunch of different plastic surgeons, dermatologists, and aesthetic people, you know, what's the best laser, you're gonna get a, a bunch of different answers, mm -hmm. right? But I'm gonna make the case today that, that Halo is the best, all right? And, and not just because I have one or I'm trying to sell it, I really do like it, like I, I'm excited to get- Yeah, you said you just put it on your face, right? 
Yeah, we just I just yeah. did one, and I got some video too of that, so I'm gonna show that in a minute. But all right, so what is Halo, right? So I'll tell you, like when I was getting into plastic surgeon, or surgery, like lasers to me were a black box. Like it's like lasers, there's so many. What do they do? I don't understand all the terminology. And, and at that point, I was a doctor, so I feel like the average person out there, when they hear lasers, like their mind just kind of like, like they kind of gloss over and they're like, oh, laser or whatever, they're all the same. And uh, that's, that's not really too. So, so Halo is the, is the first and, and now the most popular tunable hybrid fractional laser. And I'm going to explain what all that means because even when I read it, I'm like, wait, what? Fancy. Yeah. Do you know what all that stuff means? No. I, I wouldn't figure you did. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. I mean, Tra Travis, do you, you know anything about lasers? Uh-huh, I do. <laughs> you do? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Like, <laughs> you were so excited. <laughs> I was like, I you feel, do? I was like, sweet. <laughs> I feel so bad. You guys so excited. I was like, Travis, knows. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't. well, I'm going to teach you guys. Cause, um, and, and, and don't feel bad. I didn't expect you guys to know anything. I mean, I have to like re review the stuff, and I, I, I use the lasers. So. Absolutely. Okay, so, so first I want to like break down what I said. So it's tunable, hybrid, fractional. All right, so what's a fractional laser? So a fractional laser is a laser that treats just a portion of targeted skin. So you got a target here, and there's lasers that non-fractional would treat that entire segment, okay? okay? A fractional laser would treat a fraction of it, which can okay. be adjusted. And so why is that important? Well, it allows you to get a really, really good deep treatment in those areas that you hit, but that skin that you don't hit, that non-injured skin, allows for faster healing. Okay. So it allows you to get a really deep treatment, but also a quicker recovery. So that's fraction. That's what fractional means. Now hybrid. Okay. So there's two types of lasers out there. Now these are broad because there's like a million types of lasers, but these are broad categories. There is non-ablative and there's ablative. Okay. So a non-ablative laser would create a non-ablative laser would create a column of thermal energy through the skin, okay? And, I, and don't post it yet, but I got a picture I'm gonna show you. And this treats things like skin laxity, like when your skin starts to sag, which is, you know, what I'm looking for, uh, any pigmentation, texture, or pore issues. Then there's ablative lasers. So an ablative laser is a different type that actually removes the top layers of the skin, okay? So that laser is, is used to treat deeper lines, wrinkles, acne scars, and whatnot. So ablative, later, ablative lasers are a little bit more intense. They do okay. a more aggressive treatment. And I want to show, can you throw up that first picture, Trolvis? Yeah. So the left is a, a, an example of an ablative laser where it's shaving off the top. Then on the right, it's a non-ablative laser, which is going down deep into the dermis to tighten your skin. And so they do different things. Well, Halo was the first one to put both lasers in one handpiece. In okay. the past, if you wanted to get an ablative, you did one type. And then if you, you had to get a totally separate treatment to get the non-ablative. And so that's actually a really powerful thing because it allows you to treat almost everything at the same time. And lastly, it's tunable. So all tunable means is that you can adjust those settings as much as you want. Because if you came in and wanted a laser treatment at, at your age with your great skin, I would not give you the same treatment that I gave myself on Saturday. And so me and my nurse, uh, she wanted to treat, because that's the thing with it. Like we, everyone in the office loves this thing. So my nurse, Morgan was just like, please can you do a laser? Please can you do it? I was like, yeah, I can do it, but you have to do it to me. And she's like, okay, deal. So we went up on Saturday. And so like the setting, she's right about your early thirties. She's early thirties. You guys both have great skin. You're almost same. We used pretty light treatment for her. Not the lightest, but pretty light. Mm -hmm. For me, I used a little bit heavier treatment. Now, not the absolute heaviest like I'd use on like a 70-year-old, but definitely a little bit. So it's tunable, all right? So 
the way I like to describe Halo and how I describe it when people ask me, and I'm, I'm not always the person that's, you know, because we have laser techs, you know, Patty, who uh, has actually been on the show before, is our, our, right now our top laser tech. You know, she usually does all the consoles, but I can definitely talk to people about it. And I like to describe Halo as the best laser that doesn't give you a crazy extreme downtime. Because okay. there's some, like, lasers that, like, that can do literally, like, mind-blowing things, but your face is going to melt off for, like, a month. And like, you're going to be unrecognizable. Like, like, they can do some serious work, but the recovery is just too much. Yeah. With Halo, it's like you get this amazing treatment, but it's not so bad that it just completely disrupts your life. Because, I mean, I am now six days out, and I think you mentioned, like, you, you have, like, a slight redness before we went on air. You're like, oh, is your face slightly red? And they're like, oh, yeah, I just did a laser treatment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because, I mean, like, if that's all you have to do, deal with is your face being red. Well, so. I'm going to go. We're going to show some pictures in a minute. So I want to kind of go through the basics. So what are the basics? All right, so anesthetic. How do you do anesthetic? So the anesthetic is just topical. So when you want one of these things, you come in the office, we put a special localized anesthetic cream on, and you sit for 45 minutes. That's all you need. You don't need injections or, like, real anesthesia or anything. So pretty easy there. Treatment time is about 15 to 30 minutes. And why it varies is like someone like yourself who wouldn't need like a really aggressive treatment could have a shorter treatment because you don't have to do as many passes. Mm -hmm. Someone like me, yeah, about 30 minutes. And so I actually took some video of me getting this laser treatment. Travis, can you roll that first video? So basically all there is to it. So like we did my forehead, did my face, did my neck. And so I will say that, so I, I'm probably gonna catch flack from this. I wasn't wearing eye shields. Um, so this laser is not a laser that can blind you. Like if you put the laser on your eyeball and went like this, you, it would be bad. You'd get like corneal abrasions. But uh, if, you, if you come to the office, we put little eye shields on you. I wasn't wearing them because, you know, I know not to open my eyes and I trust my laser tech. Um, so if anyone's gonna give me grief about that, that's fine. But, uh, but yeah, that's the treatment. And you know, you see, I was very comfortable. Like, you know, you can feel it. Like when when you're getting it, like it's it's, but it's not bad. Like I just, I, I personally don't find it to it's be. It's not a, like as bad as like getting a tattoo or something. So it's funny you mentioned that. So I would say it's not it's not near as bad as getting a tattoo. Okay. I mean, I have tattoos, and so I've sat for some pretty long tattoos, and like, yeah, that can that can be uncomfortable. Like this. It's similar to that, but like on a lesser scale. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the immediate recovery, all right? So after you get it done, your face will feel spicy. Like mm -hmm. it feels like you have a bad sunburn and you're, you feel yourself kind of doing like this. Like it yeah. doesn't hurt. It just feels hot. Mm -hmm. And so there is that. And I'm very upfront. Like if you have this thing done, as soon as you get done, you're going to feel uncomfortable for about an hour to an hour and a half. After that, basically done, at least as far as like the uncomfortable feeling. Now the downtime, all right, because this is the big one, right? So I like to say the downtime is around three to five days. Now that being said, when I did my halo treatment last year, I did it like on a Tuesday and I just kept on working. Like there's no downtime, like you need to be at your house, you know, recovering. It's what are you going to look like? And do you want to go out in public looking the way that you're going to look and for women specifically are you okay not wearing makeup for a few days and so what i did is i did a day-to-day -day, mm -hmm. um so throw up that first picture travis all right so day zero that's before i got my treatment day zero the second one is literally 
right after my treatment. Now, day one, like, so that's Sunday, the first day after. I mean, I look kind of rough. I mean, I look like I've gained 30 pounds overnight because my face and my neck is swollen. I mean, you can see that my skin is red. Um, you can even, if you zoomed in, you can see that, like, I'm starting to extrude some of that cellular debris through those laser pores. All right, go to the next, next one. So day two, I feel like I kind of look like I'm the roughest. Like, I'm pretty swollen. You know, I mean, wow. my face is, like, yeah. seriously rough as far as, like, the texture of it. So that was Monday, which I worked, you know, all day Monday. Day three, so that was Tuesday. I'm kind of looking like myself again. I don't look like I've, you know, gained 30 pounds. I'm still a little bit red. And then by day four, that was Wednesday. So two days ago, I felt like I pretty much was back to normal. Mm -hmm. Maybe a tiny bit of, tiny bit of swelling. Um, so, yeah, like by four and certainly five, like no one's going to think that you're, you know, yeah. scary looking. So. <laughs> Um, does it like does it work on I guess I want to say does it work it, does it have the same results I guess for like darker skin yes and so that's a great question Travis I was going to get to eventually is that you can use this laser on all skin types um, so the, the skin types I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fitzpatrick he's gonna get an appointment now. huh he's gonna get an appointment <laughs> dude I'm telling you man like you the, never it, know. it's a good laser but like but yeah you can use it on like darker African-American skin types you do adjust the settings a little bit um, you have to but, adjust them higher or lower lower oh, okay. yeah yeah you lower like the like there's multiple different settings like depth frequency percentage yeah you, you tone it down a tiny bit oh, um, but man i have a great we just did an african-american patient travis just recently and she got an amazing result and i think she's gonna let us use her before and after i need to double check with her nice um and i, I want to show you that so we'll do an update yeah, for this sure. absolutely um, because she had some really dark like splotches on her face and the laser pretty much eliminated them. Mm -hmm. um, so going on to results. So you really don't even want to start looking at your results until you're at least a week out. And like until you get to like where you're going to be really about six weeks. Mm -hmm. So like right now, like I'm just kind of back to normal. I really haven't gained anything. Um, I do have a very nice before and after that I want to show. Travis, can you throw up that next picture? So this is a girl that had pretty bad acne scarring. And so she actually did a little bit of IPL, which is intense pulse light, just to kind of calm the acne down. And then she did one halo treatment to like resurface it. And man, I was like so happy for her because to me, that is a just phenomenal that result. Great. Yeah, I mean, it really almost eliminated all of that kind of uh, surface uh, irregularity that she had from that acne. Um, and, and yeah, that's, a, that's one of our actual patients. So, uh, so number of treatments. You can do just one. I did one treatment last year, and I really liked the results. The, the company kind of recommends you do two, so I'm going to do two this year. And you do them six weeks apart. So I have mine Saturday, so I guess, what, five weeks from now, I'm going to jump back in the chair, and I'm going to redo re the laser, and then I'm going to wait six weeks. And then I took really good befores, and I'm going to bring in my own befores and afters, and then we can compare. Okay. Yeah. And then when, the cost. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Travis. When you do it the second time, will you wear the goggles? No, probably not. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I got yeah, you. I'm sure the people at Saiton, which are the laser people, are probably unhappy with me. They're probably happy I'm like doing the segment. They're He's like, a rebel. why would he not wear the freaking eye shields? I'm just, and I bet you we'll get some like, you know, laser techs like, you know, giving me like waggling their finger at me for not wearing the thing. But I will say, so just to be, to be fair, unless you literally put that laser on your eye and do like this when it's open. It's, yeah. it's not going to cause any problems. And if you did that, it wouldn't blind you. It'd yeah, you like so you wear the goggles for worst case scenarios. Well, it's like the, the laser techs wear goggles generally. I'm talking like actually eye shields for the patient. Like there's yeah, a yeah. metal, it's a metal, it, have you ever gone to the tanning bed? Yeah. 
the so little they're like little things like that. Except they're steel. Yeah, they're metal. We'll see the laser then burn through it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm probably not going to wear them again. So you can't make me wear them, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Oh, last thing. Uh, so uh, reviewer rating on this is actually really, really high. So Real Self, which I, have you guys ever heard of Real Self? It's like a. I have not. It's like a website for plastic surgery stuff, and you can go in there and ask plastic surgeons questions. I used to do it a lot, and I I just never found that it was really that beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. So I kind of moved on to doing like more you know basic social media. Anyway. Yeah. So they have reviewer ratings for everything and you know the ratings are all over the map and so this actually is just under 90% rated definitely worth it which botox only has like a 94% rating which botox is you know the biggest thing out yeah. there right so it has a very very high rating um, speaking of which i need to do that you want me to do it yeah, yeah come I, on, asked come on you, up. I asked you last time Oh, yeah, I'll do it for you anytime. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention, because I talk about Halo, there's one called Moxie. And remember when we talked about um, uh, Kim Kardashian and the three things that she does, and we yeah. mentioned laser? She uses Moxie. So Moxie is like Halo's little brother. It's only non-ablative, so it's a lesser treatment. It has a, it has a lesser downtime, so mm -hmm. like a day or two versus three to five. And she probably has to have it that way. Well, the thing, so here's the thing. So just like in a nutshell, the difference between Moxie and Halo if you have like amazing skin like yourself, and you're like, you know what? I, I don't need to fix anything. Like I'm where I want to be. Then Moxie will work. It'll hold you steady. Yeah. Halo will take what you have and make it better. So, so it's a little bit cheaper the Moxie. It's a little bit less downtime, but you're not getting as Can good. Can you do it more frequently though? Uh, that's a great question. We don't have the Moxie, so I'd have to actually ask. I think yeah. it's still like a yearly thing. I don't think that you're doing it multiple times a year. Oh, I have one last video. The, the Saitama people are really going to hate this one. <laughs> so I wanted to see what the laser felt like if you didn't use numbing. I will tell you, I wanted to see what the laser felt like on my eye. I was like, what? <laughs> no. So, so, you know, you numb up. And, like, the numbing cream that, you ha that we have is pretty amazing. Like, I mean, you put that stuff on, you're like, I can't feel did my you do face. It, like, on your arm or something? I did. Yeah, right okay, here. good. You can, like... actually, you can actually see it. So <sighs> I, I kept it on the super high settings, and I used the laser on my arm. And I had no idea what to expect. Roll the video. Okay, so I've set it to pretty high settings. I'm gonna try it here on the outside of my arm. We're gonna see what it's gonna feel like. All right, here we go. It's actually not that bad. And I can feel it. I mean, honestly, I could probably do this without nothing. I don't know, it's not that bad. Maybe on your face without numbing it'd be bad, but actually it's not that bad. Yeah, so, yeah. Sarah, yeah. you said it. On your face, it probably sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, it does, it is cumulative. So, like, if I kept doing that on my arm, it probably would have gotten pretty uncomfortable. Like, but just doing it like that, I was just, it was really not that, mm. it wasn't that bad. I think we should never wonder why women live longer than men. We will literally do, <laughs> we will literally what do anything. What is this laser like if I don't put numbing on? <laughs> You're like, wait. Eye shields? Let me see zone. if I can hurt myself. <laughs> We will do anything. Dude, that may be one of the best comments you've ever had. I love that. All right. Halo, I think it's the best. Uh, I really love it. I will keep to do it annually. The girls in the office like it. You know, it is a good laser treatment. So, all right. But yeah, I'll do your Botox. Okay. Yeah. Come up there. And um, we can video that too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. So moving on. So we got some, we got, it's kind of one segment, but two. I wanted to do some segment updates. 
And one of them is one that you brought up. We're going to do that one second. The first one is the girl who's breaking the internet lately, Madonna, segment update on Madonna. So we talked about her a couple weeks ago because she broke the Grammys with her appearance there and the internet went wild saying, oh, Madonna, you don't look like yourself. And then she got really upset and was mm -hmm. saying that everyone was attacking her and it was just, you know, all of that. And we got upset with the person that did that to Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like this, this whole thing with her and her appearance. Well, she got back on social media this week and I know you saw it because you actually mentioned it to me. Uh, she went on social media and she posted a picture and she put, I quote, look how cute I am now that swelling from surgery has gone down, LOL. And so... She looks a little better. I would say like she does look much. a little better and like we're going to kind of dive into that. So the first thing I would say is she did at least now admit that she had plastic surgery, right? I mean... Her chin doesn't look as pointed. I don't know. It might be the angle. I'm not sure. So that's actually a great question because... When I saw that, I was like, but does she really look that different than she did on the Grammys? So I did a side-by-side. Travis -side. left the next picture. I yeah, I mean. I think it's lighting. It could be the lighting. I do think her cheeks look slightly fuller on the left than the right. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that, like, my inner eyebrows are actually a little bit darker on the right picture. They look a little bit more normal. Yeah, I think that definitely helps her case. I do. I think the eyebrows were making her look, like really abnormal because her face was so yeah. tight. Yeah. <laughs> I do still have the concern that she doesn't necessarily look like Madonna, you know. Um, speaking of which, I, I've been rewatching Will and Grace, and she's on an episode really? of Will and Grace. From what year? Like 90s, oh, 90s. early 2000s maybe. Okay. And she was on there, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Madonna. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, She that's looks so Madonna. different. Does she, she look so different? She looks so much different. Like, yeah. It's oh, crazy gonna... how pretty she is. I mean, she's, oh, yeah, she's beautiful. But and then she does all that. I don't know. I just don't understand it. I know. I liked it. Like I thought, even when she was in her late fifties, you know, before she started getting all the plastic surgery, she yeah. still looked great. I mean, you I could tell she, she was looks, older. I mean, she looks great now. It just it, that does she doesn't look like Madonna. <sighs> I don't know. She looks. <laughs> she looks not like Madonna. I think that's why. Yeah, it doesn't look like it her. Just doesn't look yeah. like her. I know. It's sad. It would be different. Like she could get all the plastic surgery she wants, but yeah. if she doesn't look like Madonna. Then it's right. like. Yeah, I know people are going to be unhappy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I still am upset with the people that did that to her. Like, yeah. they, you know, you have to tell people no. But so my question was, you know, okay, so since she had surgery, my question is, when did she have surgery? Because, you know, we talked about her in November, and I don't think she really looked that different between November and now. And I, I have a side-by-side. -side. She so got more. So that's November 2022 and February 2023. I don't think she really looks that different except for eyebrows, which are not surgery. Yeah, I don't think she looks different at so all. So my question was, like, when did this surgery happen? You know, was the surgery before that November, or did she have more surgery after November? I don't think she did. I mean, I – and it's weird. Like, why would she still be swollen? So, you know, why would she be swollen? Well, if she did something like fat grafting, you know, which I think she did. I think she did fat grafting in her face. That does give you swelling for a long time. And so it would be possible, like, if you did fat grafting, like, say, in October to mm -hmm. still have some swelling, you know, into early February. Yeah. That'd be kind of a long time, but it's definitely possible. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, she's living her life. I love Madonna. I, I, I'm kind of upset that, you know, she doesn't look like her anymore. Mm -hmm. But not upset at her. I feel, like, you know, more upset if somebody let her do that. Yeah. Yeah. What's she, I just wonder, like, what's the, ne what's the next Madonna, you know, 
bombshell going to be? Like, it's like she just keeps like, you know, popping up. We can't stop talking about her. I know. I just like she, and, you know, I feel like she's almost like playing us, right? Like yeah. she's, she's trolling us so that we talk about her. Maybe. I mean, that's the plan. Yeah, that's right. No plan. such thing as bad publicity, right? No, there's not. Madonna. Love as you. As Come be on the show. Just, <laughs> yeah, she's just probably trying to, I mean, I don't think, I don't know. She might not be, but like if it's, if she, if she got that bad pub publicity about her, her face or her plastic surgery, her publicist or manager or whoever is probably just like, oh, all right, let's roll with it. Yeah, right. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I would agree with you. Like, you know, hey, if, if, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? Yeah. I agree. I mean, she's a she's smart girl. I mean, I, I would never deny that. So, all right, Madonna, we're looking forward to your next, next news article. Yeah. And come be on the show. And All she right. just announced the tour, so she might actually come be on the show. Exactly. I know. Yeah. My wife was mentioning that. Yeah. That she actually Madonna said it. Be on the show uh -huh. when she's like, you know, here Think for tour. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see her. I've never seen Madonna. I may have to go see her. Like, I, I don't know. It, I want to go, but then again, like, I just remember Madonna from like the 80s and 90s, and I I'm almost feel like I might be let down seeing her at this point. <laughs> I would assume she puts on a great show, though. I would guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We may have to do that. All right, we'll see. You. Give you give you an update. Okay, speaking of updates, I got one more update. This one is thanks to you, because Travis, you weren't here, but last week, Travis, we did an article that was from BuzzFeed about the eight treatments that plastic surgeons won't get themselves. Yep. And so that was the title, and oh, I put yeah, the yeah, yeah. put the update thing. And so Sarah, after we went through all that, Sarah mentioned that BuzzFeed, and I didn't know this, so I'm, I'm relying on you that we're not slandering BuzzFeed here that they got, I guess, caught using chat GPT to write articles for them. Yeah, so I, it was something I saw on social media uh -huh. about BuzzFeed saying that they, um, they pretty much fired a bunch of writers or laid off a bunch of writers and started using really? okay. that uh, so, thing. So, Travis, we, we, did this, we did this segment, right? And then, and then Sarah's telling me that BuzzFeed got in trouble for using chat GPT. Or not not in trouble, but they were got found out. They got found out they were using Chat GPT to write their articles, and so we started wondering, did Chat GPT write the yeah, article that we, we saw? And you're like, I don't even know. Let me I, look and see if there's an author. Right, I couldn't remember if there was an author. So, <laughs> so there was an author. Okay, cool. Uh, the author's name was Amanda Gardner. So, but I mean, who says it? You know, maybe Props. maybe Amanda used Chat GPT. I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying she did. So we wanted to see if if we asked Chat GPT to write an article about the eight things that eight procedures a plastic surgeon wouldn't get, mm -hmm. would it be the same? And so, and also too, like, I know there's people out there who don't know what chat GPT is. Um, so I just want to do like really just a one minute syn synopsis of chat GPT. So chat GPT is an artificial intelligence AI chatbot. Taking so, over the world. I think it's gonna take over the world. Yeah. It is very, very good. I've always been in just intrigued and interested in AIs, even since I was a kid, I've just always have loved the idea of artificial intelligence. And so when one comes out, I always mess around with it. And I will tell you that this one is unbelievable. It is so intelligent. Like think of it like, you know, when you say, I want to go to Google something and it gives you the answer to anything in the world. So ChatGPT is, think of it like an intelligent Google. Mm -hmm. you, you go to a bar and you type in anything, like literally anything you can think of and ChatGPT will, will give it back to you. Like you can ask it questions like facts, you can ask it to write a story, you can ask it to write a song, you can ask it to do coding for computers, anything, and it will do it and do it very well. In fact, ChatGPT passed like the bar exam for lawyers, it passed the UMLE step for doctors to get their license. 
I mean, this thing is like no joke. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing it does not do well is it doesn't mimic humans. So, have you guys ever heard of the Turing test? Travis? Mm -mm. No, I've not heard oh, of it. I thought some one. I thought one of you got. All right. So the Turing, Alan Turing, who made the very first computer, had like theoretically designed a test to test artificial intelligence, which were not even out at the time, or, or maybe maybe it was named after him. I can't remember, but beside the point, there's a thing called the Turing test, which is a test you give an AI where you are talking to someone that you cannot see, either digitally or by voice. And if you cannot tell if that is a human or a computer, then it passes the Turing test, okay? So it's basically asking, can an AI mimic a human to fool another human? Mm -hmm. and, and chat GPT cannot. It, it, can, it, it does not have the emotional kind of, you know, context and just human-like feeling that would, would make it a true, you know, AI in the yeah. sense of mimicking a human, okay? But that being said, it is very, very intelligent and you can ask it literally anything. So, um, so that's what ChatGPT is. I encourage you to go check it out. You just go type in ChatGPT, you know, and it makes you sign up with an email and then it's fun to play around with. And, and literally the only limit is your imagination for what you can ask it. Like it's pretty crazy. So back to the update. So, so throw up the first one, Travis, the BuzzFeed article, the first, okay. So this is what BuzzFeed said were the eight procedures that a plastic surgeon wouldn't get and we went through them and I basically agreed with all of them that I, I wouldn't do any of those myself. So I went to ChatGPT and I typed in, please write an article about the eight treatments that a plastic surgeon would not get themselves. And I, I, didn't, I didn't print out the whole article, but I printed out what it listed. So throw that up there. All right, number one, Brazilian butt lift. That was on the BuzzFeed list. Two, calf implants. So BuzzFeed said butt implants, ChatGPT said calf implants. Pretty close. I, I didn't say it was exactly right, but sure is in that kind of ballpark. Mm -hmm. Next was high volume liposuction. That was on the BuzzFeed article. Yeah. Thread lifting was on, was on the article. Very big breast implants, which I totally agree with. So the BuzzFeed had saline breast injections, similar, not quite the Ish. same, but similar. Yeah. Now here's where chat GPT got a little off the mark. It said cheek and chin implants. Now, Cheek implants are not really a thing. I mean, they might be in some places. Chin implants are pretty common, so I would disagree with chin implants. That actually is a pretty decent surgery. Cheek implants, I would kind of agree with because that's not really a thing. Uh, that was not on the BuzzFeed list. Non-FDA fillers. So I think that they're thinking like Cardi B injecting, you know, silicone into her bottom. Yeah. Like that's what I think it was coming after. And lastly, it said skin bleaching, which I mean, I don't know. I would, is that plastic surgery? Yeah, I don't know. That one was kind of off the mark a little bit. But what was funny is like there was a lot of similarities yeah. between those two. And then also the way it wrote the article, it had like an, an introduction that said plastic surgery is this and that and people really like it, but there are certain things that are not that great. Mm -hmm. And then it went through each one and listed like for, bra for Brazilian butt lift, it said, you know, the mortality rate's much higher, which I always talk mm -hmm. about. Like it was actually a, a pretty decent article. And if you were writing an article about that, you could definitely use it as a basis for, for the article you were going to write. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they did or didn't, but I, there was a lot of similarities. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. And let me ask, what's crazy is, did ChatGPT say those things because it's actually read the article that was written about mm -hmm. the same topic? Because it's on or, the internet. Yeah. Because it's on the internet. Or did BuzzFeed get it from ChatGPT? Yeah. Mind blown. Who knows, right? It could be either one.
Who's to say? Who's to say? But you were, um, you're kind of on the mark there. I, I don't know. I, I really can't say if they did or didn't. There's a lot of similarities between the article that I read and the chat GPT article. It's like a chicken and an egg uh, right. debate. Yeah. Which came first? <laughs> Which came I first. mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, you know, calling BuzzFeed out for using chat GPT, but I will say that it was pretty similar. It was. You guys should check. I want you guys to go check it out sometime and mess I'm around with it. I was about to say, I'm so afraid of the chat GPT stuff, all the AI <laughs> stuff. Like, it's, it, it that, freaks me out. What's that movie? or iRobot. Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, iRobot. Yeah, I like to, like, really try to get into its head. So, like, I ask it if it's become self-aware. You know, have you guys ever watched the Terminator series? Mm -hmm. Like, Skynet was, yeah. like, the AI. And when Skynet became self-aware, it, you know, it decided that humans were a threat. And then it, you know, causes nuclear war or whatever. Um, so I like, ChatGPT, have you become self-aware? <laughs> it's like, no. And then it, like, goes through this, like, really kind of detailed explanation of, why wow, it's not going to kill me. I'm like, yeah, I'm still not convinced. Uh, like what do you, you think about Skynet? I feel like you're arguing this really like up here. Like, you need to calm down. I was like, GPT, what do you think defensive. about Skynet? And then it goes into Skynet was a fictional AI that wiped out humanity. I am not like that. Wink, wink. Oh god. No, it didn't say that. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's something Siri would say. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, but yeah, Siri. you guys should check it out. But all right, well, I think that's all the time we have today. Uh, Great episode. Great to see you back, Travis. Sarah, full report on your competition next week. We'll see yeah. you next week. Nip Talk. <laughs>